Hey, and two picklers, welcome to episode 20 of our podcast, Pickleball Therapy, podcast designed for your pickleball improvement, give you some chill ideas while you're heading to the pickleball court, and hopefully get you in a better state of mind before you get out out there and do some battle. That's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about preparing for battle. Then at the end, I'm going to give you a quick riff where we're going to talk about movement on the pickleball court and its importance to your game. Stay tuned. You've studied the pickleball videos, maybe read a pickleball book, taken a lesson or two, but there's just something missing, something to complete the whole picture. That's where VI Pickleball comes in. VI Pickleball is the most immersive pickleball learning community available today. You can check out more information at wearepickleball.com. See you in the community. Last week in episode 19, we spent some time talking about reasonable expectations, setting reasonable expectations before you get out on the pickleball court so that you're not disappointed or, you know, the day doesn't go a little sideways on you because your expectations maybe were not reasonable given the circumstances. What I want to talk about today is talk about a little bit more about that, but more about like getting ready for battle. So, you know, the time while we're either driving to or walking or biking, getting to the pickleball courts, uh, getting ourselves ready to play. What kind of thoughts we should be having during that time so that we can, you know, have a nice time while we're out there and hopefully perform better. The podcast about reasonable expectations or the topic that we spoke about arose because of a match that I had with some friends of mine a week or so ago where my expectations were simply unreasonable during the match. And so it kind of you know made me go a little sideways during the match, which is not something that I like to have happen when I'm out on the court. This week we played again the same group. I had better expectations going out there, more reasonable expectations, I should say, going out on the pickleball court and had a better experience. But the other thing that I did was before I went out there, you know, while I was driving over there was to spend just a few minutes thinking about what I wanted to work on that day, uh, what I expected on the pickleball court, what I, you know, was looking to accomplish or what you sort of my, my objectives of the day were. And that really helped me when I finally got on the pickleball court. You know, when I made a mistake here, made a mistake there, I was fine with it because I knew I was working on certain things. And, you know, just generally speaking, it just gave me more comfort, more peace, more enjoyment at the end of the day by preparing myself before getting on the pickleball court uh, to, you know, have a nice set of expectations and also nice or a a positive uh, uh, approach to what was going to happen that day. If you don't take a few minutes to prepare for battle before you get on the pickleball court, it's very difficult to do it once you're on the pickleball court. Once we get out there, you know, there's a million things going on, uh, people saying hi to us, talking to folks, you know, thinking about your serve, your return to serve, whatever. And what, you know, it's really difficult at that point to uh, put on the brakes and say, well, wait a minute, let me reframe the situation. Much easier to frame the situation before you get onto the pickleball court by thinking about it, you know, giving yourself some thought process, maybe listening to a podcast like Pickleball Therapy or some other podcast that you like uh, to kind of get you in the right frame of mind before you step on the court. Give it a try next time you head out to the courts. Uh, You know, either put on a podcast, one of our podcasts. We have some really good interviews with with Coach Pete, with Dr. Peter Scales, about uh, mental and emotional training. Those will really help you just kind of reframe your your thought processes uh, or just have some, you know, some some thoughts before you get out there about what you want to accomplish, what you want to do. It'll help you have a more positive, enjoyable experience once you get out there. If you want to hear my thoughts on pickleball movement and how important it is to your game, stay tuned for the riff. If you need a gift for a pickleball player on your holiday list, for a limited time, 
We have our Into Pickle shirts and caps available at intopickle.com. Happy holidays. Whenever I work with players, whether it's online or in person, invariably what the players are concerned about most is stroke mechanics. So they're concerned about things like third shot. They're concerned about pop-ups. They're concerned about volleys and things like that. And those are important subjects. I mean, you know, everybody wants to have a good third shot, good volley, not pop the ball up, uh, be able to defend all sorts of things that we do with the paddle when we play pickleball. It is much more seldom that I am asked for help with pickleball movement, with movement around the pickleball court. And what that tells me is that even though the strokes and things like that are important and, and it's good that, that folks want to improve that, is that perhaps the importance of movement on the pickleball court is not quite appreciated or is not appreciated at the level that it should be. Let me frame it out a little bit to illustrate the relative importance of movement as opposed to stroke mechanics. If I had a choice, uh, I could choose between being player A or player B. And let's say player A had really good strokes, but not great movement. But player B had really good movement, but not great strokes. I would always choose to be player B who had good movement and not so great strokes. At first blush, that may seem uh, counterintuitive. Why would I not want to be the player that has these really magnificent strokes? And the reason is simple. The reason is because in order to execute the strokes or in order to use the strokes, the player needs to be in the right place at the right time to be able to hit the ball. Uh, easy example would be, say, you know, you're player A, so you have really nice strokes, but you don't move very well. And the your, your opponent's getting ready to hit the ball. And your opponent's actually, the way the opponent's positioned and the way they're hitting the ball, the ball's going to go to the left. But because movement's no good for player A, player A moves to the right. What happens then is the ball just passes player A. And player A is never able to use that beautiful stroke that player A has developed over the years. Uh, I'd rather be player B in that situation where player B will move to the left. The stroke may not be that fantastic, but at least player B will make contact with the ball. Much better result than player A who doesn't even get to make contact with the ball and use that beautiful stroke. When you think about movement on the pickleball court, there's literally millions of different situations that can arise. You think about the size of the court, the different angles that present themselves, and then you have to think about your opponents and your you and your partner's positions and the position of the ball. So when you add all those different situations up, all the different variables up, you throw them into a hat, millions of different possibilities can arise when you're playing. You know, two partners, your two opponents are separated, they're together, are they to the left, are they to the right, is the ball to the left, is the ball to the right? Where are you and your partner? Are you and also uh, front and back, right? So are your partners? Are you and your partner? You know, at the NVZ, not at the NVZ. Is one at the NVZ, one not at the NVZ? All those different uh, situations call for different, potentially different shots or different strategies. And understanding those different movement uh, positions or, or, or placement positions and also ball positions on the court is a really complex matter. But it's really what makes pickleball so uh, fantastic and so uh, you know long term. When you think about all the conditions and, and variables that apply to any pickleball game, you know the level of your opponents, the way they hit the ball, the type of ball you're using, the wind conditions, the court conditions, everything else, and layer movement on top of it. Uh, pickleball is really a sport that you can never master. You can never fully master it. You can only get as good as you can get and enjoy it the best you can uh, while you're playing. Do you want to get better as a pickleball player? Spend some time on your pickleball movement. Hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, please give us a rating on your podcast platform and share it with your friends. If you liked it, they probably will too. Good luck out there.